0: Warning, the following podcast contains strong language, irreverent humor, and graphic content. Listener discretion is advised. So how's it going?
1: It's going great. How are you?
0: Well, you know, I was, it's really cold today. I was cold up here. I have my, um, I turned, it. I turned my air conditioners off because it was like, good. It, it was it,
1: makes me excited. It
0: was, it was in the fifties all day today and it was raining. So it was just really cold. I had to put socks on. <laughs> everything.
1: Um, I'm really yes. excited for this cold weather. Like I actually feel like I'm coming alive.
0: Well, it's going to warm up a little bit before it gets like real cold.
1: Um, You shut your whore mouth.
0: I'm just telling you what the weatherman said. Fuck him. It's supposed to go back up into the low 70s for the high. But I think that'll still be some nice fall weather before it starts getting down into the cold winter, wintery weather I, Mm. I know you're anticipating with, with, with glee.
1: With glee, indeed.
0: I mean, I, you know, I like the cold too, but I, I just was like, it happened very suddenly and I yes, just, it did was not prepared. So,
1: <laughs> um, I'm,
0: I'm,
1: you know what, just before we get started, can I run and get a Q-tip? Yeah, actually, never mind. I forgot. I have my work bag right here and I've got Q-tips ads ready.
0: All right. Um. Do you want me to pause it so you can like you know make your sex noises or whatever as you Q-tip tip your- in
1: peace? No, <laughs> uh, it's alright. I'll just like close my eyes and just make some faces. It's fine. <laughs>
0: you know I'm leaving this
1: in. <laughs> Absolutely. I want not I want to have it any other way. Um. Oh, love q in my ears.
0: Um. Well, anyway, let me uh, introduce to us here before we get too involved. This is Booze and Ghouls, episode forty-one. I'm Alana. I'm Leanne. And, uh, well, what are you drinking today, Leanne? Drinking
1: something I like to call, uh, fuck it. (laughs) Fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) It involves an iced coffee that I bought at McDonald's and a shot
0: of caramel vodka. Yes, which was, uh, mine is a little bit more than a shot because I put a little mo- extra in mine. But yeah, I said, why don't we just put some caramel vodka in these iced coffees? And, and it was what we did. It was such a good idea. It was a good idea because now I'm going to enjoy my iced coffee, but it's just got a little something extra.
1: Just a little something special.
0: <laughs> a little something special.
1: And it's like our little secret. Well, not really because we're doing a podcast, but...
0: <laughs> And um, um, it's good to be back after a week off. I know you, like last week was intense with getting back from camping, and then you had all the stuff with school, and I was doing work stuff, so it was just we couldn't get our shit together. But I'm glad to be back recording with you.
1: You know what? Me too. I'm I was I've been looking forward to this all day, and then now for it to be here, especially when the weather's so nice and almost kind of like spooky.
0: Yeah, we're coming on to spooky season. It's spooky season is here.
1: I'm so excited. I really well, quite let give Let me give
0: Vali a treat real quick so he can, uh, he won't bother me too much.
1: Alice is like laying on the bed. Like she's all downtrodden because I told her like she heard Ollie maybe bark, I think, or maybe she heard a dog outside. So she like got off the bed and was like whining at the door. I'm like, go lay down. So now she's back up at, on the bed acting as if I've like beat her into submission. <laughs>
0: Well, I can
1: confirm that that's not true,, <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's uh. such a brat. She's like all laying in and all curled up, like she's just just fine. I'll just lay here.
0: She's like Aunt Leanne, you don't ever let me have any fun,
1: <laughs> right. Oh shit,, Whew. yeah, I um, I'm really excited. I just kind of thought about it at like this time tomorrow. We will be on spooky season Eve because yes, don't get it twisted. Spooky season is the entire month of October. Don't let someone lie to you and tell you that it only starts midway through October. That is a, that is a lie. And in my opinion, propaganda.
0: Well, my birthday ushers in spooky season, as I like to think.
1: It It really does. And what a great way to celebrate the coming up of October and spooky season than to celebrate your birthday. Which
0: is October 1st. Um, gifts, gifts accepted.
1: (laughs) Hashtag Cash App me ASAP.
0: Oh yeah, I should be like, well, you know what we need to do is I know a lot of podcasts have this, but we should get a Buy Me a Coffee app or whatever it is, so people can buy us a coffee if they want. Especially since (gasps) you know we drink so much iced coffee.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What is Buy Me a Coffee? I've never heard of this.
0: It's like a, it's just like an app where people can donate money that's like the price of a cup of coffee to you it's like three dollars or something like that that's really cool yeah i stay away from my lip gloss
1: my lip gloss be popping my lip gloss be cool <laughs> um, I just had to put
0: some some on because i don't want my lips to get chapped and he's over here sniffing like
1: like it's- yeah i can tell mine are getting a little bit iffy just because of uh the cold weather
0: well Love I mean, it. We, had a, we had a great time camping. Should we uh, tell the listeners a little bit about what we did? I mean, we didn't do a whole lot besides sit outside <laughs> and drink and around the campfire and talk shit. But we did. We did walk the trails the one day. So
1: we did, which is ridiculous because nor like the- I can't believe this year we like didn't do anything. Normally, like we uh, we walk the trails every day and all this other stuff. We didn't even go down to the dam. Uh, but we had a really good time. It would have been nicer if it was cooler, but I had a nice time.
0: I thought the weather was nice. It was, it was, um, for the first few days, it was like warm during the day and then cooler at night. And then, and then we got like a little bit of a cold, cold front and it was cool during the day too.
1: Yeah. I prefer it to be a little colder, but it can't be, I I mean, I ain't mad at it. Although I did notice there were the, the bugs were really bad. The bugs were
0: really bad. Yeah. And they
1: do, they have not been that bad before. I do not ever remember being so miserable with the bugs.
0: And it was like, like, uh, it would have been fine if it was just flies, but it was bees too. And that like perpetual fear of being stung. Right. (laughs) Really puts a damper on.
1: (laughs) Well, and then too, it was like, um, the, uh, when I, cause I remember last year when I went, when I went, uh, we went camping and I went fishing and I remember being at the water and I had on capris and a t-shirt and I was absolutely fine. There were no bees, no nothing, no flies, nothing mosquitoes. No. And so then from going to that, to being miserable in leggings at the at camping because of you, how bad the mosquitoes and flies were i was mosquitoes were
0: fucking biting me through my clothes yeah i had next mosquito bites I wore on jeans. my ass
1: yeah seriously i wore jeans the next day though and then at least i didn't have any i didn't have any bother me that second night yeah if i had did it but
0: known i would have brought some jeans because their yeah. little their little suckers can't get through the jeans.
1: right seriously <laughs>
0: Ollie you better not be going downstairs I know you're not going downstairs you stay up here
1: I hear I hear little noises that make me think maybe he is going upstairs That's him going downstairs it's
0: just him walking across the floor <laughs> <laughs> oh well I've got a humdinger today so should I just get right into it
1: <laughs> you know what are you doing a vicious crime
0: I'm doing. A, I'm doing a gruesome murder, which is what I texted <laughs> you, and then I put that on the Instagram.
1: I fucking love it. I'm doing because a gruesome I was like, murder well, today. I'm.
0: I'm not doing a murder. I'm covering a murder on the podcast. <laughs> I
1: don't know. That sounds pretty suspicious.
0: <laughs> well, okay. Pretty so suspish. I'm just. I'm going to get into a little bit first. I wanted to say I think probably everyone and their mother has heard about this. Gabby Petito case now with them, uh, you know, just finding her body. And they just like recently confirmed that the remains were hers and yeah. stuff. So. Did they say officially that the cause of death was homicide or yes,
1: I believe that it is homicide and obviously they don't have cause of death yet, but it is a, right, a,
0: but they haven't, it and it they and they haven't found her boyfriend or her fiance yet, right? Oh, no,
1: I think they're still looking for him. And I don't know, something said that they drained some kind of a reservoir or something. And I'm like, to me, I don't necessarily, I'm not de- uh, bought. I'm not bought. I'm not sold on the fact that he's dead. He well,
0: yeah this is what I was saying do we think I don't know he so I don't know if he's gonna turn up dead or if um I think he's he in hiding. the country he helps him hide yeah he might be in hiding we don't know and
1: I mean you know it is fair to say and I guess it is important to know like he is still I don't think he's still um wanted in connect I don't think he's like he's not a person just- of they what am i trying to say i'm a
0: person of interest they have yeah he's
1: not he's not, not wanted for the murder so it is important i guess to to say that and to clarify like they, right, they don't right. they don't know for a fact that he's that he's wanted in this murder like right. he didn't he didn't necessarily do this innocent till proven guilty you know it's what makes one of the things that makes america great but i mean at the same time where there's smoke there's fire
0: i wanted to put like a thousand asterisks after you said great but then i was like can hey, we don't have time <laughs>
1: But right. yes, I mean, no. we all know that it <laughs> zero out of five stars would not recommend, but I
0: just, it's, it's a sad case and it's been getting a lot of media attention, but the reason that I brought it up is because, um, I was looking up what I wanted to actually cover and I found this headline from a Newsweek article and I'm going to read you the exact headline Please do. over 400 indigenous women went missing over the last decade in the same state as Gabby Petito. Holy shit. Yeah. So this same article goes on to say that at least 710 indigenous people went missing between 2011 and 2020, according to a January report published by Wyoming's missing and murdered indigenous task force of those that disappeared. 57% were female. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. So it's just, I've got some statistics here before I get into the case that I'm covering today, but, um, Homicide is the third leading cause of death among Native women who are murdered at rates more than 10 times the national average, according to federal data. So there's this movement, I don't know if you've seen it around, it's MMIW.
1: MMIW, I I have not heard of it.
0: So it, it stands for Missing Murdered Indigenous Women. And, like, the movement is really kind of striving to bring attention to the human rights crisis that has disproportionately affected Indigenous people in both the U.S. and Canada, so Native Americans and First Nations peoples, Um, because Canada has a really big problem with this, too, but um, I'm just focusing on some of the US stuff today. So as of 2016, the National Crime Information Center has reported 5,712 cases of missing American Indian and Alaska Native women and girls. And strikingly, the US Department of Justice missing persons database has only reported 116 cases.
1: (sighs) That's heartbreaking.
0: Isn't that, isn't that insane? You know, sorry. No, go ahead
1: it's so hard when we don't have our camera. on Cause I don't know what you're talking.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. That's true. Well, we could turn it back uh, on if you want.
1: No, it's fine. I just said that was my excuse as to why I interrupted <laughs> you. <laughs> um, no, I was just going to say, Lenice and I, my sister and I were talking about this this morning, just like, it's sad about Gabby Petito, but like, it's, it's so sad. It's in my opinion, maybe more sad that they, they're such an underrepresentation of, of women of color in these stories exactly. and just how fucked up that is and how people still will fight to and nail that there's not a race issue in this country right? and that there's not a, you know, a discrimination issue in this country, but then like, look at all of the women who have gone missing and who have been killed that are Brown and black. And then look at this one blonde girl, not saying her life is any less, you know, any less important, but this one blonde hair, blue eye girl And all of a sudden, oh, my gosh, like the whole world is, oh, we got to find this girl. We got to find this boyfriend.
0: Exactly. And And there's like it's not even just women, too. There are, you know, men of color who are missing, too. And people, they just it doesn't get any media attention. People act like it's not important or something.
1: It's just heartbreaking. It really is.
0: So I have a few more statistics before I get into my story, um, which I've taken from. It's a website called nativewomenswilderness.org and then it's slash mmiw for the specific statistics here um so these are just a few little bullet points indigenous women and girls are murdered at 10 times higher rate than all other ethnicities wow um and then i already said this because it was from the news article but murder is the third leading cause of death for indigenous women Um, more than four out of five indigenous women have experienced violence. So it's like 84.3%. And that's from the National Institute of Justice report. More than half of indigenous women experience sexual violence, 56.1%. And more than half also have been physically abused by their intimate partners. So that's 55.5%. And then just under half of indigenous women have been stalked in their lifetime. That's at 48.8%. Um, indigenous women are 1.7 times more likely than Anglo-American women to experience violence. And they're twice as as likely to be raped than white women. And then their murder rate is also three times higher than white women.
1: I, I think that there's a big conversation to be had um, around how poorly... Things are for Native Americans on the reservations.
0: Yes. So that's. And I don't think
1: people know how that's bad it is. It.
0: A lot of it, the crime does happen on reservations and it's usually perpetuated by non Native Americans. Mm. Um, and it's just, these statistics are staggering to me because their population is so small, you know, like they're yes. such a small percentage of the population. But the violence against them is so much higher than like the white women.
1: Oh, absolutely. I
0: just, it boggles my mind to think about that. Like statistically that's the, it's, it's such a high discrepancy there, you know?
1: Yeah. It's insane. And, um, I, uh, I just looked this up in this is American addiction centers. Uh, Nearly a quarter of Native Americans report binge drinking in the past month. The rate of Native Americans with an alcohol use disorder, um, which is uh, 7.1%, is higher than the that of the total population, which is 5.4%.
0: And I think, too, it's just because, like, there's so much um, generational trauma there when your people are rounded up and put on these little plots of land Right. you know taking off your ancestral land and move to these tiny little plots of land you're you're creating a hostile environment for them to yeah. live in and mm-hmm. then what are what are you expecting that's going to happen you know absolutely but anyway that's a systemic issue that we don't have time to get into we can't solve
1: it today we, we can't solve, solve it today. today
0: but um i just wanted to bring that up because i know uh i not like we have a ton of listeners anyway but I hadn't I didn't know a whole lot of these uh no these are statistics before researching some of them yeah so I just wanted to give a little trigger warning before I get into it because I haven't done a bunch of true crime I'm usually on the paranormal beat but I just wanted to with all the Gabby Petito stuff I wanted to do something to bring a little more awareness to this um you know the indigenous women that go missing at a much higher rate and this one actually has some really disturbing descriptions of violence towards a woman, especially a pregnant woman. Oh, fuck. So, um, yeah, it gets dark. And I'm just going to throw that out there. So if that's if, that, if you have any problems with that, with pregnancy or violence against pregnant women, you might want to skip ahead to Leanne's story. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's sad.
0: So today I'm covering the murder of Savannah LaFontaine Greywind. Um, she was a young woman who was around actually the same age as Gabby Petito. Uh, when she went missing, she was 22 and Petito was 23. So, uh, a little background on her. She was born August 9th, 1995 in Belcourt, North Dakota. She's a member of the Spirit Lake Sioux tribe and grew up in Fargo. She lived there until they moved to Spirit Lake in 20, in 2005 and she graduated from Warwick, North Dakota High School in 2013. So after high school, she received her CNA, I guess that's Certified Nursing Assistant, through Next Step in 2014, and started working at a nursing home in Devil's Lake, which is now called Eventide. And then she transferred to the one in Fargo when her family moved back there around 2016. Wow. So, so- yeah. So she was like, her family says she was just the most caring person. She really wanted to help people. Um, you she had a special
1: to be that CNA.
0: Right. And she had a special heart for like the elderly. She wanted to work with the elderly. Um, so she had a boyfriend Ashton and they had actually been dating since her freshman year in high school, but they were keeping their relationship a secret at first because she technically wasn't allowed to date until she was 18, which mm-hmm. i found out through listening to another podcast, which I'll mention at the end, um, is actually it's kind of a common thing in in some of, of the Native American households to that the parents are very strict. So um, but once that they found out that she was like dating this guy, her dad and brothers had to have like a sit-down with him and like discuss his intentions and make sure that I he wasn't up. And he was a member of the tribe too. It wasn't like he was some white White guy yeah or whatever gringo
1: if you will i know that's mexican or hispanic (laughs) yeah
0: i don't know i don't know what they have uh what their term is for
1: white devil i think (laughs) (laughs) that's what what i like I just like
0: thinking about pocahontas and the gif of them being like these white men are dangerous
1: (laughs) and that's world. it's like world history summed up in one sentence
0: (laughs) right um but yeah so they sat him down and made sure he was on the up and up and i think after that they were okay with it So, but they were like really devoted to each other and um, just stronger than ever after that. They had all these plans for their future. And so she was living with her family in a basement apartment in Fargo. And he was like, I guess he was work, whatever he did for work took him away a lot. But Mm -hmm. uh, towards the end of 2016, Savannah found out she was pregnant. So they were- excited to start a family together and they were planning on getting their own place and moving in together. And the baby was supposed to be due in September, 2017. So this is where, uh, this is where things go wrong. (laughs) (laughs) It was Saturday, August 19th, when Savannah got a call from a neighbor to help, help her out. And she would never be seen alive again.
1: Oh, shit.
0: So this is like, just like a month out from her baby being due. She was oh. eight months pregnant, um, looking forward to being a mom and everything. So like I said, they had, they lived in like a basement apartment and I'll probably, I can show you later. I don't have it, I don't have the picture now, but it was like, uh, it kind of looks like, you know, those apartments that are just down the road past the uh, roundabout mm-hmm. where it's kind of like, it's like just a big building. Mm-hmm. But it's not, it's not like apartments like I think about like in New York, but it's kind, it's yeah. kind of like those where there's- Yeah, maybe, that's
1: where Coda used to live in Miss Coda.
0: Yeah, there's maybe like, you know, 10 or however many right. in one building. So it was kind of like that. And her family lived on the, the basement ones. And their upstairs neighbors in apartment five were uh, a woman named Brooke Cruz, who was 38 at the time, and her boyfriend, William Hone, it's H O E hn and he was 32 and i don't give a fuck if i'm pronouncing his name right because um he's a terrible person but anyway oh okay well fuck him then (laughs) but anyway so this couple had moved in in may of 2016 and they were like pretty well known in the building because they would have these knockdown, drag out fights you know all the time and sometimes it would even shake the ceilings of the apartments below so people were used to them like starting shit you know so Mm -hmm. not long after they moved in William pleaded guilty to assaulting Cruz, um, Brooke Cruz, when he threw her in the bathtub, apparently. So then the court was like, they issued a no contact order. Um, you know, he wasn't supposed to go back there, but six months later, the police were called out for a disturbance and yes. lo and behold, he's there in the apartment and he was charged with violating the no contact order. So- He was old as time. Basically, these people were real pieces of work. You know, they're both like, Kind of like white trash, basically mm-hmm. okay. having multiple issues with the law previously and illegitimate kids that they both didn't have contact with um, like, and it's, I feel like this is probably like a biased thing to say, but if you're a mom and you don't have custody of your kids. I feel like you have to be a pretty bad person because I think it's rare that they give the dad custody over the mom, you know? Yeah.
1: They usually, um, favor the mom over the dad.
0: Right. So anyway, she had, I think she had like two kids, one or two kids. I can't remember now, um, from before and that she just didn't ever see them. So clearly she wasn't responsible enough to have children. Right. But for whatever reason, she's so in love with this piece of shit that she's like, I got to keep him in this relationship. So she lies to him and tells him that she's pregnant. And this is in January, 2017. So this wasn't even possible because she'd already had her tubes tied. So she, I don't know why... I don't get why women do this in the first place, because if he's not going to stay for you, what makes you think he's going to stay for a kid and what makes right. you, think he's going to treat that kid any better than he treats you, you know?
1: And why, and why would you want somebody to stay with you? Exactly. You it, it doesn't want to be with you, I guess, but right.
0: just- I just, I don't, I don't understand that, but I guess, you know, I'm also single. so <laughs>
1: Right. I mean, I can give you all the best relationship advice in the world, but yeah. Know, so anyway, am, solo
0: eventually he found out that she was lying about being pregnant when you know she didn't her belly didn't start getting bigger and all this stuff didn't happen and he was like well you better produce a baby or else like oh shit yeah so like or else i'm leaving you so anyway there's they're living in this building and the gray winds like didn't associate with them like they only knew them Mm -hmm. because they were living in the same building but on that day in august 2017 Brooke asked Savannah to come upstairs and help her with a dress she's making by like trying to try it on or whatever she says she's going to give her $20 for helping her out. She just needs a model for this dress. And like, first of all, what kind of dress are you making that you're going to ask a pregnant lady to come model it for you. Right. And um, so anyway, Savannah, you know, she's an extremely nice person. She likes helping people out. So she says, sure, why not. And she takes her eight month pregnant ass upstairs to help this lady. Oh, so, this is around 1:30 p.m. She like texts her mom that that's what she's going to do. She texts her boyfriend. She's like everything's on the up and up. She's always in contact with her family basically. Right. So, an hour later, um she hasn't come back yet. So, her mom, Norberta, sends her brother upstairs to go get her because she has to drive him to work. So, no one answers the door, but he thinks he hears the sound of a sewing machine running so she, he's like I guess they're still busy so they leave and she takes him to work and when she gets back to the apartment she just kind of assumes that Savannah's come home already but she's still not there so finally at 4 30 p.m. she goes back upstairs and Brooke answers the door and is like oh Savannah already left well this is like you know red flag city because um that's really unlike Savannah to not Tell anybody what she's doing or where she's going. Right. And she had just ordered a pizza before she left to go upstairs to help the neighbor. So the pizza's sitting there cold on the counter. No one's eating it. Mm. Her purse is still in the apartment and her car's in the parking lot. She wouldn't have walked anywhere by herself because she was eight months pregnant and her feet were swollen. It was hot outside. So, like, Mm -hmm. where's she gonna go? You know? So Noberto's like, I'm calling the police. I'm reporting her missing. Um So that's what she did. She had no history of mental illness. Um, Like any other young adult, she was pretty much glued to her phone. She was always updating her social media and answering her texts quickly. And her boyfriend Ashton said that like he'd been texting her that whole day. And then at some point she just stopped responding to him. Um, So the police arrive and they search her last known whereabouts, which was the apartment upstairs and they turn up nothing. Then they Mm -hmm. search it again the next day and still don't turn up anything. And let me just tell you, I can go out on the limb here and say, these cops weren't fucking doing their job. And you'll right. see later. But it is asinine that they search this apartment multiple times and don't turn up anything. They're not, they're not thoroughly searching it is basically what I'm telling you. Right. Now. They're like opening the door.
1: Anyone in here? No. Okay. Right, cool.
0: right. So Norberta would later tell a reporter that she felt like they weren't taking her daughter's disappearance seriously and that they just didn't care. And that's the case with so many of these um, indigenous women cases where they go missing. Um, it's just not giving media attention and people aren't treating it with, uh, you know, with like urgency basically. Yeah. It's like the police are doing the bare minimum or what they have to. Mm-hmm. So Cruz and Hone were the only suspects, um, in this disappearance, but the police weren't getting anything of, of value from them. They weren't getting any information out of them. So they go by the guy's company where he works it's a roofing company and they start questioning all the co-workers about his whereabouts and all this shit and then realize that he's been talking about having a new baby at home uh but there was no sign of a baby when they searched the apartment so they're like okay what the fuck's going on so they get another warrant and go back to the apartment again on august 24th which by now is like the third or fourth time a
1: month later right
0: no, no, no! It's just a couple of days. So it was the nineteenth to the twenty-fourth. Oh, the nineteenth. I was thinking the ninth, but um,
1: which isn't still really a month but day. still
0: by this time it's like they've this is the third or fourth time they've searched the apartment. So this time they open up the door and they see that there's a baby inside the apartment.
1: Oh my gosh!
0: So they arrest they arrest them right away, and then the DNA test confirms yes this this uh, baby girl is Savannah's, and she was uh, so they they took her to live with her father. But then they're like, well, what happened to Savannah? And so they're giving them these bullshit stories about like, oh, uh, I helped her deliver the baby, an emergency delivery, and then she went on her way or, you know, whatever. Right. Which, right, of course, that's what happened. So this is August 24th. Three days after this, there's some people kayaking on the Red River, which is just over the border in, um, well, I mean, I think it runs through several states but where they were kayaking was just over the border in moorhead minnesota and they see something um in the water mm. on the riverbank and so they kayak over to it and it's uh th- what they see is just you know beyond it's it's a human body and it's the body of savannah Graywind. Mm. so when they start to examine her they find that her she had been slashed from hip to hip and oh. then there was also evidence that she had been strangled. Mm. So on December 11th, 2017, Brooke Cruz pled guilty to charges of conspiracy to commit murder, conspiracy to commit kidnapping, and lying to the police. So she cries throughout her whole testimony and she's like, oh, I'm so sorry for this heinous crime and all the pain that I've caused the family and blah, blah, blah. Then why the fuck did you do it? You know?
1: Right. That wasn't I, I drove drunk and killed someone. Nobody and fucking cares about that. Your for yeah right like give me a fucking break you chose to do that
0: right so she reveals what really happened that day is that she lured savannah over to the apartment under the guise of modeling a dress and as soon as she got there she like picks a fight with her so allegedly they end up arguing in the bathroom and then Cruz pushes savannah causing her to hit her head on the sink and fall unconscious so while she's lying there this bitch goes to the kitchen and gets a knife and then she proceeds to like haphazardly cut across her abdomen oh my gosh. doing her own like C-section thing and pulls this baby out of her yeah. while she's still alive. Savannah was still alive during all this. So yeah. she's drifting in and out that. of consciousness, you know, she's losing all this blood. So while she's trying to clean it up a little, her boyfriend comes home and um, he sees her holding the baby. And so apparently she says, this is our baby. This is our family. Oh. And then he asks her, well, is she dead? And she's like, I don't know. Please help me. So apparently then he goes and gets a rope, which he then uses to strangle her. And nice then he's like, and then he says, if she wasn't dead before, she is now.
1: Real, real winner.
0: Right, right. Just a real lovely couple, lovely couple. Um, so then they stash the body in a closet in the bathroom and finish cleaning up the blood. Like he takes oh trash bags with, with the soiled towels and their bloodied shoes and all this stuff and puts it in his truck and gets rid of it. But they didn't dispose of the body until two days later. So that means these fucking mm. cops searched the apartment while there was a fucking baby and a dead body in the house. While Un- they're in their searches and believable. they didn't find it. Like, if you can't, t- you can't tell me that they're doing their job.
1: No, that's ridiculous.
0: Uh, it's just like, wow. yeah, it's so crazy. I just can't. And then, and then they fucking sleep there with
1: Oh, this oh my gosh. Right.
0: Well, there's a dead body in the bathroom closet. And I just like, I can't imagine, I can't imagine the kind of mentality you'd have to have to do some shit like that.
1: You have to be evil.
0: I, I just, I don't know. Yeah. You like, you have to have no conscience at all. Now I've
1: seen stories where women want to have babies so badly. And then they like steal the baby after it's born and stuff. And that's still horrible, but like, I, I don't think those women are evil, you know, they hurt probably mental, maybe a little bit, but, but no, you killed a mother and took her baby out of her body and then killed her. And then like slept in your house with her for two days. You're evil.
0: Yeah. I just, I cannot, I cannot fathom that. So the boyfriend later testifies that every time the apartment was searched, he was in the bed and put the baby under the blanket next to him.
1: Oh my God. So
0: clearly the police are just like, waltzing in there being like, hey, how you doing? And he's like, oh good, how are you? You know, right? And I'm like, give me a fucking break. So on August 20th, after they had already searched the apartment for the third time with not turning anything up, hone hollows out a dresser and they put savannah's body in the dresser and then in the early hours of the next morning uh he and Cruz put the dresser in their jeep and then they drove to a bridge and dump it over into the red river
1: oh my gosh so
0: her body wasn't found until six days later and it wasn't in the dresser and we don't know we really don't know like you know what happened to the dresser like i guess she fell out of it at some point but right during her testimony, Cruz said that while uh, her boyfriend had demanded she produce a baby, he didn't know of her plan to murder Savannah and claim the baby as her own um, and then initially she had she testified that he had strangled Savannah, but then a, later a fellow inmate of hers said that Cruz had told her that she herself had strangled Savannah, so that's kind of those details are funny, fuzzy, not funny. yeah, not yeah, funny no, not at funny. all,
1: not funny uh, at all
0: <laughs> Fuzzy is what I was trying to say. jeez. <laughs> Anyway, yeah,
1: that that either way, you you knew that she killed someone.
0: Oh, yeah. Like either. it. I don't think it makes that big of a difference, honestly, like which one of them strangled her. They're both pieces no. of shit and rotten hell. But no. Yes. Uh, So, it's unknown whether she ultimately died from the blood loss or the strangulation. The autopsy only lists her cause of death as homicidal violence. Oh, that's which, what a fucking sad thing to have on your autopsy. But
1: a good person. It seems like she was a really, you know, family oriented, right? She was a great person. She
0: was real pretty. Uh, she was. You know not that has anything to do with anything but it's well i mean
1: rich. let's kill if we're gonna kill people let's kill the ugly people
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you know she was jokes, nice she jokes, was nice jokes. young pretty girl with her whole right, life and ready to start a family and then this this fucker decides oh i need to keep my shithole boyfriend around so i'm gonna just kill her and take her baby
1: that's just so horrifying so it's like- it's not a good thing. Like, I wouldn't, but like, you could have just waited till she had the baby and then, like, and then got steal her apartment the baby. And stolen it.
0: Yeah. Like, that, how hard would that have been? Like, cause then there was a chance, you know, I mean, obviously you can speculate all day long because what happened happened, but it's just like, at least then there would have been a chance that they could have recovered the baby and the mom is still yeah. alive. Or even if you like steal the baby and run away with it, you're still not killing anybody. Yeah. Like why they, you have to kill somebody?
1: What you killed them. And then on top of that, how did they think they were going to get away with this? It's a fucking apartment complex. It's a small apartment. It's not like, like you said, it's not like this building that has like 500 different tenants in it. Like, how did you really think while you weren't thinking? That's the problem.
0: Can you imagine being this person though and you killed somebody and the dead body's still in there and the police are searching your place and you're like, oh, they're going to find it. They're going to find the dead body.
1: Hoping hoping that they don't open that door.
0: Multiple times while the dead body is still in there and don't find it. you must think you've got the best luck in the world
1: right and then but you're still sitting in prison but you know what it is
0: is is just that you're white (laughs) right
1: exactly (laughs) exactly
0: so anyway on February 2nd 2018 she uh Brooke Cruz was sentenced to life in prison without the chance of parole and then the following September her boyfriend William Hone pleaded guilty to conspiracy to commit kidnapping and lying to the police. He was also charged with conspiracy to commit murder, to which he pleaded not guilty. Um, so he was a tried and then acquitted of that charge. And he was originally sentenced to life in prison, but then that was overturned by the North Dakota Supreme Court. But then in October 2019, he was resentenced sentenced to 20 years in prison. So he's serving 20 years. Wow. So who knows, he might eventually get out someday, but yeah um
1: that's yeah. fucking so insane, dude.
0: basically yeah that's what happened to them so they're in prison so you know that's
1: good riddance to bad yeah,
0: rubbish right meanwhile savannah's baby was named hazley joe which was the name that Pretty. the couple had picked out ahead of time and then ashton is raising her with help from her family like they're very involved in the in the, the baby's life and she just turned four this year so by all accounts she's like a happy little kid and you know real cute and it's just like i just it pains me to think of someday they're gonna have to tell her about her mother and what happened to her you know
1: yeah and it's just such a needless murder too right
0: right but one silver lining is that this led to the creation of savannah's act um Mm. which was actually just passed in 2020 Like they, I think the bill started in uh, 2017 or something like that, and it had to, you know, you know (laughs) how I'm just a bill and I'm sitting here on Capitol Hill. Anyway, you know all that shit (laughs) to get a bill passed. (laughs) But anyway. that's funny they finally they finally just passed it in 2020 and so I uh I have it here directly from the congress website that I'm going to read it out uh the bill directs the department of justice department of justice not Justin, to I would like that department right to you got timberlake you got bieber (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm done. Uh, So the bill directs the Department of Justice to review, revise, and develop law enforcement and justice protocols to address missing or murdered Native Americans. Wow, I cannot talk today. Must be that caramel vodka kicking in.
1: Dude, seriously, I feel the same way, though.
0: The bill requires the DOJ to provide training to law enforcement agencies on how to record tribal enrollment for victims in federal databases develop and implement a strategy to educate the public on the national missing and identified person system, conduct specific outreach to tribes, tribal organizations, and urban Indian organizations regarding the ability to publicly enter information through the national missing and unidentified person system or other non-law enforcement sensitive portal, Uh, develop regionally appropriate guidelines for response to cases of missing or murdered Native Americans, Provide training and technical assistance to tribes and law enforcement agencies for implementation of the developed guidelines and report statistics on missing or murdered Native Americans. So basically, it's like wow. putting more things into place to be like, you've got to treat these crimes seriously.
1: Right. Like, oh, I don't know, almost as if they're regular people.
0: Right. So then tribes may also submit their own guidelines to the DOJ that responds to cases of missing or murdered Native Americans and so additionally the bill authorizes the DOJ to provide grants for the purpose of one developing and implementing policies and protocols for law enforcement regarding cases of missing or murdered Native Americans and two compiling and annually reporting data related to missing or murdered Native Americans which this is I think this is the important part because right so much of of the cases don't even get reported. Right. Um, And then it also says federal law enforcement agencies must modify their guidelines to incorporate the guidelines developed by the DOJ. And finally, the Federal Bureau of Investigation must include gender in its annual statistics on missing and identified persons published on its website. So hopefully this will help with more of these cases going forward to see that they get the intention and the investigations that they deserve, you know? Good, um, and then I just got to give a quick shout out to two podcasts that I listen to. Um, one is Wounded, a Native American true crime podcast, and then also The Murder Diaries. I listened to both, they were both very informative, but I really like Wounded because it's um hosted by uh Native American people and they have like you know a different perspective on things. Um, so I definitely recommend giving them a listen. And then I also need to thank the blog Talk Murder with me. And I also watched your girl Kendall Ray, um, who did, did a YouTube you? in this case. Yeah.
1: Oh, yay.
0: So yeah, I so that her. that is the murder of Savannah Graywin and the passing of Savannah's Act.
1: Wow, that's really neat. I mean, it's sad that stuff like that has to happen for people to actually open their eyes and pass laws, you know, like this. Right. But um, you know, I it's good. And you, you know, I'm assuming the family really had to work hard and, you know, get to get that act passed. Yeah.
0: I didn't read a whole, whole lot about, about that, but like you can see that they, it became a bill in like 2017 and it took to 2020 for the, for Congress to finally pass it. So I'm sure there was a lot of lobbying going on and, you know, I don't remember her name now, but we have, I think we have like the first Congresswoman who is a native American now.
1: Oh, I think so.
0: Yeah, I remember reading about her. So oh I think she gosh. was involved with helping pass this bill. I don't quote me on that. I'm not sure, but I.
1: Right. That's awesome, though.
0: Yeah. So hopefully, with people shedding more light on this, uh, it's getting more attention and hopefully some of these cases can be solved. Right. I mean, I just covered this one, you know, Savannah Graywind, but there's so many more out there.
1: Wow. Yeah. That's so sad, but amazing that you, um, that you covered that and that they got that passed, you know? Yeah. Wow.
0: So what you got today?
1: Oh, um, you know what? I have a a freaking insane story and it's not even a story. It's like a thing that's happening. And I just, I really don't even know, like, dude, when you hear about this, I'm you're like going to lose your mind. Okay. So have you ever heard, and I know I texted you and asked you yesterday, but you said no, but I'm going to ask you again. Have you ever heard of the Bilderberg group?
0: No, never. Dude.
1: Okay. So there's, um, so I watched this, I watched a couple different things, but the main thing that I watched is an episode of, um, conspiracy theory with Jesse Ventura. And So it was called secret society. So I was kind of like, what's it about? And then when I read the thing on it, like the description, it said Bilderberg group. And I'm like, I've never heard of this before. And so I watched it and it starts off. So Jesse Ventura, this guy named Daniel Estelin, he's this Lithuanian guy. And he's like, I don't know that he's necessarily a journalist, but I get, yeah, I would probably put him as, I would, I would describe him as a journalist. He has been following these Bilderberg group meetings for years. So I'm going to kind of give you like a little bit of a background as to how this even happened. And then I'm going to tell you about some crazy shit and then I'll kind of explain. So, so the Bilderberg group or it's Bilderberg meetings, Bilderberg, uh, company, all these different things are all the same name or the same thing. People just call it different names. Okay. Um, so I guess it, the very first one happened in 1954 in the Netherlands and it got its name. The meeting got its name because they had it at the hotel de Bilderberg in the, the Netherlands. Oh, all right. So that's how it happened. And they started meeting in 1954 and they meet every year and it is a group of, um, people from america and the european countries they get together and it's um anywhere from like 120 to 150 people and they it's like a three to four day conference and they get together and they talk about tons of different things but this is the kicker nobody really knows what goes on
0: of course not
1: because they don't have they don't take minutes They do, I guess, have an agenda that they, they do will like post online or something, or they don't care if you see what their uh, topics are, Mm -hmm. but there's no minutes, there's no cameras, there's no video, no nothing. And a lot of people think that they are really like, like the people who make the rules and decide what happens in the world.
0: Oh, so like, kind of like the Illuminati, but you can prove it's real.
1: Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what it's like. So Um, A lot of times the people who are invited to these meetings, you have to be invited. Um, There's like a a group of seven people and they're kind of, I think they're called like the steerlings. And they're like the people who are, um, they're the people who are like in charge and who make Mm -hmm. the calls of like who comes and stuff. So there's- Let me guess, uh, it's a
0: bunch of old white men.
1: Ding, 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 ding. You are correct.
0: How did I know Um, that?
1: I know, you know, it's just like crazy because like, you know- you know it's just one of those things um so anyway so people there people from the from different world banks uh leaders of european countries federal people for that run and own the federal reserve uh top ceos from do- tons of different companies um and also people from mainstream media are all people that go to this meeting every year so these are the names of just some people that they've talked about that have been in the meetings in the past um david rockefeller tim geithner he was a former treasury secretary uh, vernon jordan who's clinton's um sorry clinton's uh lawyer um queen beatrix she was a former queen of netherlands prince charles so um oh good they, prince charles is there yeah right no doubt it's like really and um so anyway so they meet up and um so i guess every three years they meet in the u.s but other than that they meet in europe Mm-hmm. About 120 people, and they split up into groups. And so they spend the morning discussing different topics and issues. And then in the afternoon, I guess everyone gets together and they have like a general discussion about all of the different topics that they've talked about a little bit more in depth.
0: Hmm.
1: So, um, so okay, so mean- like
0: in my head, I'm thinking, well, this sounds nefarious, and you know, they're probably like talking about what to do in the world and how things are going to go but also part of me is like what if they're like they get together and they're they're just like our lives are really stressful man we just need to like (laughs) smoke some (laughs) cigars and drink a little brandy and like
1: (laughs) relax let our hair down (laughs) that's so funny well that's the thing so like when we get done with this i'll like kind of tell you what i think and you can tell me what you think Part of me just thinks really truly that it is just a conference that people that they go to. But when you hear about all the people that they invite and how secretive it is. Right. Um, and then well, I'll, I'll tell you about some other things. But anyway, it's like
0: on the it's like on the one hand, it's like, well, if why are you being so secret about this? You got something to hide. Right. But on the other hand, you know, sometimes this is good not to tell anybody shit because then they won't bother you.
1: <laughs> right. This is true. Well, okay. So the meetings, um, the, the meetings themselves, like they put, who was invited, they put the guest list online, and I went to their website. They have a website. Um, you, you can see like who was invited. I don't think cause of COVID they didn't have it. Cause I think the last one was in 2019. Um, but they have who it is and they'll talk, they put, um, an agenda, but then like, there's no other information. There's no minutes. There's nothing like that. And so people started like finding out about this in 1954 And they were kind of like, who's running these and why, and why are they all getting together? Because, you know, when you get a group of people that are like fortune 500 company owners and royalty and CEOs and, um, treasure, you know, our, uh, uh, heads of state, you know, people start to kind of take notice and they're like, what is going on here? Right. So a lot of people think, and there's quite a few different, um, people who are deciding that they are, um, sure. They're just a hundred percent sure things are, um, hold on. I just lost my train of thought, um, sorry. Anyway, they, uh, people, they're sure that this group of 120 people control the world. All right. And so now I will tell you, like, I know you had mentioned, uh, my girl, Kendall Ray, uh, her and her husband have the podcast mile higher, which I love. Mm-hmm. And they talk about the five families that rule the world. Oh, all right. And um, you should definitely listen to those, to those if you don't. There's the uh, Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, the DuPonts, the Bushes, and one other one that I cannot remember right now. And um, so they talk about that. So the whole, oh, this is a gr- one group of people that rule the world. I mean, it sounds crazy when you say it. But at the end of the day, there are a group of people who pretty much do run the world because, they, you know what, they own the money supply. They own all these other things, you know, and those are the things that essentially rule the world.
0: Yeah. I mean, so, it's like, you're always saying it's the golden rule. Whoever has the gold makes the rules. Yep.
1: Exactly. So, uh, they claim that, uh, this one guy claims he's a reporter and I'll get more into him uh, later. His name is Jim Tucker and he actually used to be a sports reporter. And he found out about this, uh, the, the Bilderberg group and, and it actually ended up stopped doing, um, sports so that he could focus on this full-time. He wrote a book and everything. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he, uh, claims. so he said that over 800 years ago, there was this, uh, you know, the black nobility, um, right after like the fourth crusade, he claims that this is like a group that has, um, they were a group of people that like, essentially they aligned with the Pope and they would have like beneficial ties to power with the church.
0: Oh, okay. See, and you said black nobility and all I could think of was the most ancient and noble house of black, which is, you know, yeah. black,
1: is uh, it. Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Is that bad? That's not good. I didn't. That couldn't have been good. <laughs> uh. Oh Lord. Um. But anyway, so apparently that was like uh, squashed a long time ago. But some people believe that it it was not. And then this is a this is kind of like a thing that is is happened. So one of the big things that they tend to think is that, well, let me tell you. Okay. So first off, let me tell you about Jim Tucker. Okay. So first off, he's a freaking badass. like the, the footage of him, he's like this journalist, he wears a fedora. He's like, always got a cigarette hanging out of his mouth oh my gosh. and, um, oh my gosh. Yeah. So since 1975, he's kind of been like really into it and, and, um, investigating them. Like he tries to sneak into their things. And, um, so apparently he, uh, he wrote a book. So he wrote a book called the Bilderberg diary and um he's gotten arrested like trying to sneak into their stuff but also he um he says the reason why like no one has heard of this because like i know you and i like you know we listen to a lot of conspiracies and stuff i had never heard of this
0: no i've never heard of it before either
1: um and especially like when you start hearing like all these people and i'll get into more about like who goes and stuff it's like how have i not heard of this you know, right. um, we've all heard of the Illuminati, you know, we've all heard, have you ever heard of Bohemian Grove?
0: Yes. I think I have heard of that.
1: Right. We've all heard of that, which that's like a way smaller scale than this, mm-hmm. which also I will note, I was going to mention it later, but I'm just going to mention it now. So those of you who don't know, like Bohemian Grove is this group of, uh, there's this place that these, um, a lot of men in, uh, political power and stuff meet And it's like, I don't know, it's just like this boys club. I'll do an episode on it one time because it's super, super insane yeah i don't but, remember
0: i think i've either like listened to a podcast or watch an episode of something where they talked about it but i don't remember a lot of it's just like i feel like it's like a retreat in nature or something
1: yeah and well it's so, like a, yeah it's this retreat they go to and i guess it started a long time ago and a lot of people think that they like do human sacrifice or oh maybe all this crazy shit alex jones you know who that is
0: yeah he he's, he's famous for uh
1: talking about conspiracy theories, right? Yeah, he snuck in there and he got this footage. You can go online and look it up. Just look up Bohemian Grove. Like there's this big ass owl and it's like made of wood. Like remember when we showed you that owl um, down the street from us? Yes, well, that that's, a, car. that's
0: an eagle, isn't it an eagle?
1: Oh, it is an eagle, it is an eagle, it is an eagle. Yes, she does. But this is an, um, uh, an owl and it's like this massively tall owl and they all like put on this like play. It's just really weird. Yeah. But anyway, a lot of people think that stuff, is, stuff happens there. But what's interesting is that's like small potatoes compared to the people that go to this Bilderberg group meeting every year, but some actually do, um, cross over. Like there's, uh, there's I guess like quite a few of people that have an overlap. Yeah. Oh. So, but anyway, so, um, Jim said that the reason why no one has heard of the Bilderberg group is that the mainstream media where most of us, including myself, get our news is, uh, they have people that are part of it, and that's what I thought was interesting. Is some uh, of the part, some of the people who get. I, I don't know if I told you about this, and I'm gonna sound stupid because it's it's kind of off the cuff. I didn't even put this in my notes, but I remember my sister Lynette sent me something one time, and it was a it was like a video compilation of a whole bunch of different news channels like Fox News, CNN, MSN, like smaller ones, all this stuff, and it was them all kind of giving the same story and the same information in the same like way Mm -hmm. all all like across all these different news channels and I know that like when I'm saying it out loud that's like well that's what news does but the way that it was usually not the same though
0: not yeah exactly it was almost
1: like it was a script that they were all reading from
0: yeah
1: and it was really weird when I read it and um it was people saying that you know that the all the media is controlled by one entity and that you know you think you're watching fox news because you're conservative or you think you're watching cnn because you're liberal really you're watching what what they want you to watch right and um yeah, and so we said I
0: like there's uh, we talked about this the other day too is that you can't even really have a truly biased uh truly unbiased news outlet because you know people all people have their own biases absolutely and, uh it, these media places are a lot of modern media outlets are run by big conglomerations still like so right. you still have to answer to whoever's paying the bills so if there's a story they don't want you to report on guess what you're not reporting it
1: right exactly exactly and um in a, in so he said that that's the reason why you haven't heard about this um Bilderberg group is not because it doesn't happen because it's like a proven thing that they, they meet every year, but it's because the, the mainstream media is in on it.
0: Interesting. So
1: yeah, it was, it was kind of crazy. So anyway, they went to this one and him and this other guy, John Ronson, which is, he's a journalist as well. They were trying to get into the, um, the Bilderberg group or trying to like, go see if they could sneak into the meeting whatever so anyway i guess people from the bilderberg group started chasing them Ooh. and um i believe oh man and i can't write uh, i cannot remember where i wrote this down where they were um but anyway it was a different country it wasn't the u.s it may have been sweden i think it was sweden um no maybe the netherlands anyway feel free to edit that out sorry i can't remember where it was <laughs> put it in my notes but anyway so they were being chased while um so so they have a video of them being chased. And um, I say chased, I mean they were followed, they weren't chased, they were followed. But um, you know, the the Jim Um Tucker, you know, his badass, like he's smoking a cigarette, he's happy as a little clam. Um, John Ronson is kind of freaking out. So later on, um, Jesse Ventura is like interviewing him, and John Ronson said that when they were being followed, that he called the British embassy. And he was like, uh, "We're being followed. We're being chased by this the people from the Bilderberg Group." And he said, "The person on the phone like gasped." And he's like, "What, you know?" And he said, "Oh Mark, what can you do? Like, can you send someone or what can I do?" And they were like, "Well, the Bilderberg Group is much bigger than we are." Oh wow! Yeah. So like, what the fuck? Who would say that if it wasn't if there wasn't something that they knew? You know right. what I mean? So Ronson. Um, he actually interviewed one of the founders of the Bilderberg group a long time ago and they showed the footage. And so one of the biggest takeaways from this that people think is that the Bilderberg group is trying to form a one world government.
0: Interesting.
1: And um, so anyway, so the interview with with that guy, he actually said, he was like, um, he asked him like, uh, you know, a lot of people think that the Bilderberg group is trying to create a one world government, new world order. And he laughed and he said, Well, I think that's a bit exaggerated, but not totally unfair. And so like, they don't even, half of them don't even deny that it, that they're trying to do that. Um,
0: Here's my thing though. I feel like if you've already got people from every government or every, you know, all these powerful people, you don't even really need to create a one world government because you're already running things from behind the scenes.
1: Right, exactly. And I'll get a little more into like the the population thing, because this one, dude, some of the shit actually really kind of had me shook. But um, a couple things that they talked about, they say that um, like the decision to invade Iraq was decided by the Bilderberg group. They said, and I couldn't find verification of this, but um I believe it was Jim Tucker said that he was able to, like, he said he would get, sometimes he would get information on the inside from like bus boys and waiters and stuff. Cause they have these usually at like hotels. Right. So, you know, I mean, there's people got to serve you, you know, your food and right. stuff. Um, he said that there was talk and they, he said, he claims that he saw it on paper, but I didn't see it myself that they had, um, they talked about how setting oil prices and how they were going to like inflate the oil prices by like four times or something like that. Um, Also, they say that um, they decide who's president. Now, the reason why I think this is interesting is because apparently in 2008, Obama and Hillary Clinton both were invited to a portion of the Bilderberg meeting. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, in 2008 is when Obama won. Interesting. Interesting. And apparently they say that that's the thing. It's like, um, like they didn't
0: people- like Hillary. So they were like, we're going to we're going to go with Obama. Right.
1: Like you're going to have to uh, take the L on this one um, because they say, OK, Bill Clinton went there, was invited to one of the um, things one year. And then a year later, he became president. And then I guess Tony Blair was invited. And he was at that point re- relatively unknown. Mm-hmm. And then after he was invited to the Bilderberg group, then it, he like you know became
0: elected. So has Trump gone? apparently they
1: um apparently he has not gone i think like a couple of his family members have been invited but as far as i know trump has never been invited mm-hmm. but i don't don't quote me on that because i didn't go look at all of them right, but right. the recent uh, I was gonna like say, politician uh, trump i'm no i don't think if so. they
0: haven't invited trump then i like that's a tick in the pro column <laughs>
1: right right I, I don't hate you guys actually. <laughs> um. So that's just like some things that they say that this group decides behind closed doors. Um, and then I did think it was interesting. Like, I know, you know, it sounds absolutely insane. When I did my time travel episode, we talked about this, but remember that guy that said he time traveled. And then he said that like, that they knew who was going to be president. And then they were like, and he said, like, this is not the first story where somebody has said that like Obama was like pre-de- predetermined to be president.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. What I'm trying to get out the time travel one.
1: Yes. Remember he was like saying that he, like he went to this camp or something and Obama was there and they told him he was going to be president. Anyway, I don't know. I'm just saying, I think it's interesting. Um, But anyway, so they think that the Bilderbergs really want to destroy America and create a one world government. Hmm. And that's kind of like their biggest thing. So of course, Jesse Ventura is like, well, how are they going to do this? How are they going to whatever? And so um this kind of comes into uh play because he also they have some Alex Jones information and I don't know, like okay, if I just listen to like regular main well, once again, mainstream media, they make Alex Jones out to be a kook.
0: Yeah, I haven't heard I haven't actually heard much about him before. I just have like really only heard his name thrown about with conspiracy theories.
1: Well, do you listen to Joe Rogan podcast at all? No. So he had him on there and I was listening to it when I was (laughs) was going to say,
0: because I'm a woman.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I was listening to one of the things and he was like spouting these things and he sounds like a crazy person. But like Joe Rogan was like, dude, I've told you this before. Like, you're really smart and you're usually right, but you need to have like a fact checker next to you so they can tell you like if you're getting off track or if you're wrong. And they were so his fact checker guy was fact checking him and he knew his shit like he what he was talking about and the facts that he was giving were were accurate.
0: Yeah, and I mean, so- I don't doubt that. I just it's just like.
1: I always thought he was crazy, but after seeing that little episode and like I said, it was only like probably only watched like half an hour of it. Just because you know
0: things though doesn't mean you're not crazy.
1: That's true. That's very true. Um, so he claims, and I think, I guess like Alex Jones kind of claims that, um, that one of the big things the Bilderberg group wants to do is to control the population because if obviously the population is smaller, that's less people they have to worry about trying to control.
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: And yeah. And so anyway, uh, Jesse Ventura talked to this doctor and he was talking about how, like one of the ways that they're trying to kill off, like too cause we have too many people is poisoning us. And they talked about like poisons. And then the guy, one guy was saying like fluoride has poison in it, which I don't know, but I do want to do an episode on fluoride in like the penile gland. Mm-hmm. And, um, then also they talked about like aspartame, which I know is in diet Coke. And I know that's bad for you, but they're saying like, this is okay to drink. Like they put it in Diet Coke and everything, but it literally is going to kill you.
0: Um, yeah, they say it causes cancer. Yeah.
1: It's horrible for you. But then I put it in my notes. But you I'm know like, what?
0: My mom can't drink it anymore. Cause it gives her heart palpitations.
1: Really? Yeah. Well, and it's horrible for you, you know? And I just think it's interesting that, and I put this in my notes. So like the FDA, like, will let shit like that happen, but okay. then like, they won't like approve CBD. Right. <laughs> like,
0: well, because yeah, you got natural gotta, things. This is my problem with America in general, anyway, is that everything is treated like a fucking business. And when everything is right. a business, that means no one cares about people or individuals. They only care about money. Absolutely. So, of course, they're going to pass something through if it can make them money. Right. So they're not going to pass something through if it's not going to be profitable for them.
1: Exactly. Oh, and another take thing away
0: from other businesses, like if CBD can be used to treat anxiety or used to treat this or that then it takes away money from other businesses that they also have a vested interest in, you know?
1: Absolutely. And that's why um, another thing I meant to say, and I saw this on something I was watching actually today on my way to work this morning, I say watching, I had it on YouTube, but I was only listening to it. But um, they were talking about the people from Big Pharma that are invited to the Builderberg mm-hmm. group every year. And that's it's like, possible. yeah, well, shit, of course. Why, why and you and I have you know, had this conversation before and I, I don't want to like talk out my ass, but I think- that there's a really good chance that they do have a cure for cancer
0: oh but yeah i mean i wouldn't be surprised Steve, you
1: th- the money that they get from having to treat cancer for years and years and years way outweighs the amount of money that they would have if they could just cure it right and um so like my mom thinks no, i'm that's crazy We have had this no. conversation before no, at my house
0: and um because <sighs> what it's going to take is that someone on the inside has to threaten to go to the press about it, you know?
1: Right. And then um, they'll just kill them.
0: Well, yeah. But I mean, I'm saying if you get enough, things do, things do happen. Like people do leak stuff, things. Right. Whistleblowers that, that happens, but like it's, yeah, it would take something like that. If they, if it were true yeah. um, to be able to get that out there, but it's true. Like the opioid crisis in this country is perpetuated by big pharma.
1: Absolutely it is.
0: Like there's
1: a huge lawsuit. Did I send you, I think um, an article not too long ago where there's a couple of the opioid, um, the opiate producers that they, I mean, they're having millions and millions of dollars that they're having to pay in lawsuits because they knew how addictive it was.
0: Right. And they
1: knew how how bad it was gonna be and they didn't do anything.
0: There's a new show and I forget which service it's gonna be streaming on. I think it might be Hulu. And I think it's called dope sick oh, and yeah. it is about like when they introduced, I don't know if it's like oxycodone or something like that. And we're like, oh, we've got a great drug. That's going to be whatever. And it's like about the drug companies and
1: yeah.
0: how well, they and do. And it's like
1: shit. I mean, think about it. They want they, I mean, if they really do, if this is true and the Bilderberg group wants to control the population, what better way than to kill us off with poison in our food and, um, opiates, yes. drugs, you know? Um, and also too, this is interesting. So the one lady that, that works for Jesse Ventura, she was talking to a doctor, a uh, scientist, his name is Dr. Monteith. And he was, you know, saying, oh, you know, this is, this shit's going to happen. They, um, want a pro he said, they want to cut down the population to about 500 million people. And she's like, well, where are you getting these numbers? And then he mentions the Georgia Guidestones. He
0: was just about to say the Georgia Guidestones when you said five hundred million. miles. That's from the Georgia Guidestones, isn't it?
1: Yes. Throwback so he to said, like two. Yes. So just as a refresher, you know, the Georgia Guidestones, they say uh, maintain humanity under 500 million and perpetual balance with nature. Guide Reprodu- reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. Unite humanity with a living new language rule passion faith tradition and all things with tempered reason protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts let all nations rule internally resolving an ex external disputes in a world court um, so all these things are sounding kind of very much like a new world order type shit
0: yeah but this also kind of makes me think maybe someone from the Bilderberg group is the one who funded the Georgia guys yes.
1: and I tried so hard to look like I was like oh my gosh what if I break it like I was like what if I like do that I felt like fucking Nancy Drew I was like <laughs> I like blow this open and I find like but I couldn't find anything because I'm not that cool but um there's a very good chance that, that something like that did happen and um so on top of that so then they go talk to another doctor and this is where it gets a little crazy and I, I, I I'm f- kind of afraid I don't want to like okay I don't want to like bring this in and make it like be about vaccines because that's like not what's happening mm-hmm. but Um, so this episode came out in December of 2009. And, um, so Alex Jones was kind of trying to tell Jesse Ventura, like there's two ways that they can kill people if they're trying to kill off a population hard kill, which means like a nuke or something like that. And a soft kill soft kills are like, um, you know, like smaller things, probably like poisoning our food every now and again and stuff like that. Well, here's the
0: thing though, is that COVID is, is actually killing a lot of the population anyway. So I wouldn't be surprised if this group was real. And if that was part of their, uh, we know that they meet, but you know, if this is what they're doing, um, that they invented this virus in order to kill off some of the population. Right.
1: And then he said, he should, so she goes a little further. So um, Alex Jones tells him that or whatever. And he said that the Bilderberg group is going for a soft kill. So he says like, um, in the, so he goes and talks to this doctor. Now this doctor, she's so petrified to live in the U.S. She said that the U.S. is becoming like a police state and she doesn't even want to live it. She lives, I think, in like Panama or something. Her name is Dr. Rima Labo. And she meets with, um, just even she meets him at the airplane, um, hangar. Like she won't even go anywhere else. She talks to him there and gets right back on the plane. And she is convinced like, so she starts going on how, and I can't confirm this. I looked it up, but I could not confirm the world health organization. Um, I guess says that we have like 92, 90% too many people on earth.
0: I mean, that tracks, we have <laughs> the population has been increasing exponentially in the past hundred years or so, it's been like ridiculous how, how it, like how explosive the population growth
1: is. And so she said that like, you know, we just can't keep doing this. And she said that she claims that um, the world health organization has created these vaccines to essentially sterilize the human race. Okay. So now, like I said, I'm not like, uh, I'm, you know, like I've gotten vaccinated. Like right. I'm not, you're
0: not saying anything. I'm not saying it's just very interesting
1: anything. to me. We're not saying this so is relevant. true or you should
0: believe this. We're just right. presenting the information.
1: Right. And it was just interesting to me. So like when she first started talking about it, I I'm have like,
0: no problem with being sterilized. I don't fucking want kids. Right. Yeah.
1: Like I'm not mad no at that. Want. Um,
0: actually, can I get a double dose just in yeah, case, just, just in case, give me some more <laughs> sterilization.
1: Um, but you know, so like she said, she, so when I was like, I went and looked up and I'm like, okay, this came out in 2009, December, 2009. Well, I didn't realize that's when the swine flu was a big ordeal. Oh, So she, so, okay. So she was talking about the swine flu when she was talking about this vaccine and all this shit. But on top of that, she, she would just, the similarities were insane. I mean, she talked about um, the pandemic and how, um, you know, the, the government um, is going to call it a pandemic so that they can institute a police state. And how, you know, they're going to make everyone get this vaccine and those that don't get the vaccine are going to be put into FEMA camps. And then she talks about how she was talking to this lady that she knows has attended the Bilderberg group meetings before. And the lady was like nonchalantly just talking and she was like, oh, da, 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 you know, and this was like, I guess, like a couple years before the swine flu came out mm-hmm. and she was like, or was, you know, became prevalent. And she said, oh, you know, well, don't worry because we're getting really close to the culling. Ooh. and she was like what
0: that sounds ominous
1: right and she's like you know yeah she's like um you know it's it's about time that we are weeding out the uh people from us the aristocrats
0: um okay calm and down lady the
1: fuck you know like listen here ma'am <laughs> <laughs> you think you're hot shit um so anyway so she was like, what the hell? She's like, are you talking about like the Bilderberg group? Like, is that like who makes these choices or who decides like to kill? And the lady was like, well, you know, she's like, it's bigger than that. There are seven people who are, who are, you know, in charge of everything. And then I looked and that's when I looked and saw that there are seven people who are like the chairs of this Bilderberg group.
0: It's Crazy.
1: So once again, of course, do that with what, do with that what you will. But, um, I just thought it was super duper interesting that they talk about that. Um, and like I said, I mean, so we don't know what the Bilderberg group really does other than what their agenda says they do, but they are real. And I have a hard time believing that they get so many people like royalty and CEOs and all this stuff in and media and, and heads of state to like paint each other's nails. Right. You know what I mean? And of course, and like you said at the beginning, and I was going to bring it up before you said it, but it's like rich white men. I mean, I guess they said, I think they said something like the number of CEOs or head hot shows from like, um, one company, like there were more of them than there were people of color at the whole damn thing. And then like women, you know, the, yeah, there are some women, but obviously for the most part, the majority is what rich white men.
0: Yeah. I mean, it always is, isn't it? Always, always, so anyways, always have to be out here causing problems and trying to run the world,
1: being assholes like they do, like
0: they do. And
1: so I am gonna make it a point to read the Bilderberg Diary from by Jim Tucker. And there are quite a few other people like this is so this is just wild to me that I never heard about this because when I dug into it, there are a shit ton of people who are like Alex Jones, Jesse Ventura's episode. Uh, this guy, John Ronson, journalist, Um, Jim, uh, Jim Tucker, by the way, did pass away. Oh, all right. Um, But so all these people are like convinced that something shady is going on here.
0: Mm-hmm. I and it's something shady.
1: Right. It's just how much level of shadiness is it?
0: Right. It's just like, I, I don't know. I'm just one of those people. It's like, I love like talking about conspiracy theories and researching them and, and like, you know, thinking about things but I don't know at the end of the day how much I believe of them because I have also heard convincing arguments for that a lot of the times conspiracy theories are just what the human mind does to try to make sense of things that don't make sense in the world Interesting. you know yeah, uh, uh, that like when you feel like you're not in control and and I don't know. There's people have put it more eloquently than I'm saying things right now, but it's just like, you will start to invent reasons that it right, must be like, this because the right. world can't be this in, like, there can't be this much injustice without a reason, you know? Right. So I don't know, yeah. but that's, I mean, I wouldn't put it past them, you know?
1: Yeah. I just thought it was really interesting in such a, like once I got into it, I was like, holy shit, there's a lot of information on this. And like, how have I never heard of this?
0: Right. It just seems kind of crazy that, uh, like no one will report on it because the media is owned by these people too. Yeah.
1: And that's what, that's what kind of made me like confused or not confused, but just intrigued. It's like, that makes sense. I mean, that makes sense because we're other than like podcasts and stuff, where do I get my news? CNN, right? you know, MSNBC, whatever, um, Apple news they're they're if they you know if they're in the pocket of this group, they're not gonna go, hey, by the way, this one right. group of rich white men that make all the decisions right, so anyway, and like I said before, I could see how, like you said, I could see how this just started as a okay, you know, we're this um this North American and all these European countries, like we want to get together and like, make sure that there's not another war and all this stuff. So I could see where it, this might just be like a think tank type thing. Right. Um, but then at the same time, um, (laughs) it sounds bad, but I don't trust. I don't trust a a bunch of, a bunch of rich white men
0: in our life. I I just don't trust. I was just going to say that too. I was like, by the same hand I don't trust anybody that with that much money and power you know no I just don't you give anybody that kind of money and power you're gonna be tempted to make bad decisions with it yes
1: I just don't I don't think I try I don't trust that there's not something shady going on and um there might not be it might just be a hey let's get together and kind of think talk about world problems and you know maybe they're doing like a podcast before there were podcasts you know just getting together and shooting the shit but man I just don't trust I don't trust all that money, and like, all that power. If it's
0: not a big deal and it's not anything to worry about, then why aren't you taking minutes and why won't you tell us what's going on?
1: Right. Why aren't you broadcasting it or like, um, you know, and they said on there too, I, I failed to mention this, but they were talking about how one of the reasons why they don't do any recordings is because then people can kind of speak freely and give their ideas and not worry about like a sound bite getting out or a wrong sound bite. And then part but of me is like, sense. so you I mean they can talk about like racist shit and be okay right. with it? Right. That's what I hear when I think Where what I think right. of when well, I hear on like, the
0: one hand, it's like, yeah, these. that makes sense. You want, you want to be able to have a safe place to talk right. about your ideas and in a place where people won't judge you or take what you said out of context. But on the other hand, what I'm hearing is so you can say whatever the hell you want and get away with it.
1: Right. And you can talk about like the, that you don't care if the poor people die of this disease yeah. or that disease, or, you know, like I just, I don't know. Anyway, that's the Bilderberg group well dude isn't that insane
0: it is crazy like i don't i don't know what to make of that i don't either i don't like it
1: (laughs) i don't i don't love it
0: (laughs) um this is like so this is a thing i have i'm not gonna get into all of this because i just i just randomly thought of this and people have a big deal with um marvel and even like well any kind of superhero thing really being kind of like military propaganda, especially stuff like Captain America, because he's, you know, works with the military closely Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. But it reminded me of watching, I watched um, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier Uh on Disney+. Plus. It's, you know, it's, uh, well, I know you don't watch any of the Marvel things, but it was kind of about how this guy, he used to be the Falcon and he's black, but at the end of Endgame, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen Avengers Endgame, captain america gives him his shield and kind of passes the title of captain america onto him oh and yeah so, so this this show starts out with him kind of being like he doesn't think that he's worthy of the title of captain america he doesn't want to carry the shield because that was you know steve rogers thing and blah 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 whatever so he puts it they put it in a museum but they're like, no, America needs a hero. So they wind up hiring this other guy who's like this blonde-haired, blue-eyed white guy. Of course. To pick the new Captain America. And the power goes to his head, and he's an asshole about it. Anyway, it's just like this whole big thing. But their main villain that they're kind of fighting is uh is this girl who really is like she makes a lot of sense and her what she wants for the world is kind of a good a good thing in some respects but then she just kind of gets misled and starts killing people in the process and so Mm -hmm. it's like he's like I can reach out to her and I can reason with her you know and all this stuff and it kind of like I thought it did a a decent job for what it is anyway of showing like kind of how anybody can do good or bad right and you can kind of get off track even if your mission is good Right. So it's. I don't know. It was just really interesting because it's like you it's one of those things where you want to you'll you want to almost root for the villain, you know? Right.
1: Well, but it's true, though. I mean, that, you know, they're, you know, people in politics or in places of power, they weren't like they weren't probably always these like power hungry monsters, you know, but like you said, you know, you get enough power and you get enough money and You know sometimes you take wrong turns yeah it's crazy
0: that that uh i don't remember who said it now but it's that power corrupts and absolute absolute power power. absolutely you know
1: and it's very true
0: and i just that's why there has to be you know some kind of system of checks and balances because right no one person should have all that power
1: no I agree they're, completely.
0: Because they'll be shitty with it eventually. You just can't. It's in human nature, yeah, to, to be tempted by something, and to make a bad decision because we're we're infallible, and that's just going to happen. Right. Absolutely. But that's why, yeah, that's why I don't like these closed door meetings with of these rich and powerful mm-hmm. people because there's nobody there representing the regular guy to say, hey, right. shouldn't be doing this,
1: right? absolutely
0: i don't know wow. that, i didn't mean for it to this, go like an ethics discussion but
1: it's true though and this episode has really given us a lot to think about
0: i do yeah there is a lot to think about i think we both covered some heavy important topics today mm-hmm. um you know so take take it home and chew on that and
1: just
0: trying to make the world a better place really we want to leave it better than we found it
1: right that's the most important thing i think
0: yeah so um, if you've got any uh stories you want to share with us it could be ghost related it could be conspiracy related if you've got some ufo sightings or some true crime near misses uh go ahead and send us an email mm-hmm. and uh, where would they send that email Ian?
1: you're going to want to send that email to and ghouls pod at gmail.com that's booze and d ghouls pod at gmail.com
0: that's right and you can always check us out on twitter we're on twitter at booze and ghouls or on instagram and tiktok where it's at booze and ghouls pod and then you can also rate and review us on itunes please do we'd love to hear from you love a good five-star review that gets more eyes on the podcast and helps us out
1: also don't forget you can listen to us on spotify apple podcast really i guess anywhere you listen to podcasts right
0: Where you get your podcast i have heard that amazon has podcast listening thing Ooh, fancy you know? yeah so i i guess we're probably on there i don't really know um, <laughs> well either e- way but yeah like uh so i guess that's it for us for this- yeah until next time stay boozy friends